episode is sponsored by Moving Beyond the Page, homeschool curriculum for hands-on, creative, and gifted learners. Learn more at www.movingbeyondthepage.com. Welcome to the Savvy Homeschool Moms Podcast, episode number 20. In this episode, the moms chat about fly lady routines, history lesson mishaps, share two great educational British websites, and Becky talks about homeschooling through illness. <laughs> Mom, where's my glasses? Honey, where's my glasses? Mom, 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 can I have a drink? Why is a dog wearing a tutu? Honey, is this one of your science projects in the fridge? I'm hungry. I'm Tina. I'm Becky. And, and we're, we're the, the Savvy Homeschool Moms. Moms. So, Tina, what's the time code to skip to the end of our chit-chat today? 22 minutes, 2 seconds. And how was your week? Oh, pretty good. Um, I'm loving this weather. Oh, my gosh. Yes. <laughs> it's fantastic. That's so weird. It's like last week. We were st- we still had what one or two days in the hundreds I think and most in the upper nineties and then just like at the end of the week and the weekend all of a sudden it's dropped down into the eighties yeah. <laughs> sort of like woo it's beautiful I was oh like I gosh. need socks <laughs> I know and at night it's actually cooling off enough to where I need a blanket I'm like yes. yes. Those of you who are not in hot weather areas, you probably can't relate at all, but it's a big deal. <laughs> it's like October 8th, and we're finally, like, fall is finally fallen. <laughs> exactly. So we're in the 70s and 80s this week, and happy. I, I cannot even describe how my mood changes. It's just, like, amazing. Like, I'm seriously, I stopped at one point uh, earlier this week. What, what is the beginning of the week? <laughs> it's Monday. We're recording this on a Monday. I'm thinking it's, like the end of the week like we usually do (laughs) um but you know like yesterday or the day before i was thinking i really feel happy and there's no reason it's the weather it's (laughs) It's just just the weather weather. oh my gosh yeah and then i i spend i was texting with one of our mutual friends courtney earlier and she was saying i know from may to september i'm just cranky i'm like i know me too (laughs) it's just crabby so yes very very happy with the weather change not a whole lot happening with our routine, although I have to say it's not it's not at a standstill. So, I mean, we're still moving forward with my, you know, I said I was trying to go back to the whole fly, la- the idea of a fly lady routine and having things in order and trying to get back some of the time that I know I'm wasting by, by not having a schedule that I know that I, I waste a heck of a lot of my week um, just because I flip from thing to thing. And I haven't really gotten a handle on that yet, but I didn't expect it to happen immediately anyway. It's not how I work. <laughs> Right. <laughs> I had to take baby steps and Fly Lady always says take baby steps. So there you go. So that is what I'm doing and there are parts of it that are actually kind of working when the one like thing that I've been quite successful at is when I get up in the morning trying to remember to get a shower and get dressed. Uh-huh. <laughs> it's amazing how that little thing makes a big difference in the day. Now, I don't do it all the way to the shoes like she recommends, but because yeah. I am a barefoot person. But Me too. I always have been. That always bugged me about Fly Lady. Oh, me too. Me too. I actually saw a Yahoo group at one point that was called Flying Without Shoes, and I joined nice. that a while back. That was perfect. But, um, yeah, so I'm actually getting up, getting showered, and I'm not getting up as early as I should. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but that's okay. Baby steps. There you go. <laughs> and um, I am... Uh, let's see, while I'm in the bathroom, I have been doing, I actually got a sponge in there. That's like a oh. big deal. 
<laughs> I got a sponge <laughs> at the sink so that now I, when I see little stupid toothpaste splatters, which drive me bananas, I can actually wipe that. Now, I'll probably not get to the point where I'm doing it all the time because I'm sure there'll still be times that I'll miss it. But when I do think of it, I'm doing it. And the actually, the counter in there is looking pretty good. And um, I even did the whole swish the toilet a couple of times. <laughs> I'm like, hey, it's happening. Even if it happens a couple times a week, that's like a big improvement. So, <laughs> so yeah, little baby steps. So. Um, yeah, homeschooling is kind of hit or miss still. We're still doing a little here and a little there. But I'm starting to realize, too, that um, it stresses me out to think about doing a lot every day. <laughs> so <laughs> that's not like enjoyable to me. And I know it's not enjoyable to my kids. So I'm like, all right, well, as long as we get a little bit of this and a little bit of that done, and as we, as long as we keep moving forward, I'm happy. So we've, we did a few things this last week. We did, uh, we did watch the amazing race. Finally. Yay. Did you guys get a chance to watch that? Not yet. <laughs> I, know. <laughs> I know how it is. We haven't gotten around to watching the second one yet. That came out yesterday, but we did watch the amazing race sometime near the end of the week I think I can't remember exactly when and the kids were really excited by that um, finally got to watch the last Doctor Who as well <laughs> with the kids that was fun um, and we did go to the library on Saturday and um, as usual the kids were not interested in looking at books well actually Maven did she actually found a couple of uh, chapter books and narrowed it down to one so awesome. she actually did browse the shelves this last time which was odd but I did I had to pick all of the China books I tried to get them both to come over and come find some books on China with me and nope not interested so I had to pick books unfortunately yeah. they didn't have a whole lot of super fabulous ones I'm gonna have to go to another library or do some searching on the web to find some good ones and see if our system has it somewhere else because most of the stuff they had at our library was or the one that we went to, we went to Woodward Park, which is usually fantastic. Library. Oh yeah, this is special. That's like a bigger, higher end. Yes. <laughs> it's like in the posh part of town. <laughs> like <laughs> we like to go there for special occasions. Yeah, us too. Oh, I love that library. It's just beautiful. Um, but uh, yeah, it was mostly like little, you know how they have those little mini textbooks. They they look like textbooks in the in the nonfiction area uh -huh. of the kids. Um, that you open it up and it's just as dry as a textbook. That's mostly what they had about China. And then the other things that they had that looked more interesting were all on ancient China. Mm -hmm. So I said, well, I'll grab a couple of those. I wasn't really planning on going back in time. I kind of wanted to do modern day China, but okay, well, we'll grab that. <laughs> <laughs> so I got a cute little, um, there was a, a magic school bus book about, um, uh, what's it called? Um, Imperial. That's right. Imperial China. Oh, I guess cool. that's ancient China, right? Yes. So, um, so anyway, we've got some China books. Haven't read them yet, but <laughs> we've got them. <laughs> and uh, let's see, what else did we do this week? Oh, we watched um, Nature. Um, well, we watch it every week anyway, but the one that, I, like, I don't always pay attention to it because I usually see it as, oh, my kids are occupied. I can go do something. <laughs> but I actually stopped and watched some of it. It was called The Animal House. Have you seen this episode of Nature? I haven't. It's actually not a new one, apparently, because when I went looking online for a copy of it, because usually all their episodes are online for viewing, I could not find it online to watch. And the page that I found when I Googled said it's no longer available. So Aww. it's from like last year, I think, or something. But I do have a link in the notes for there was a piece that they pulled out of the video uh, clip that was all about this amazing ant colony. Oh my heavens, I was watching this. They have this huge, I, I think they might have been, I can't remember if this was the leaf cutter ants or if they had talked about the leaf cutter ants and then moved on to another kind of ant. But anyway, it was this massive, massive colony of ants. And it was a, um, 
it was gone, uh, abandoned. Uh-huh. So they poured concrete into the tunnels. Oh. You know what? I think I did see that actually. Wasn't that fascinating? It was. God, they're like they like poured all the concrete into filled up this whole um, colony, and then they dug it out, and then you see all these concrete tunnels there. Oh my gosh, it It was was amazing. I know. I was like, holy cow! And that little clip is on the website, so I have a yeah, I have a link for that, so you can watch that little clip. And they were saying how it was like bigger like in like scale wise you know for the ants it would be it's bigger than new york Mm -hmm. um chicago or new york or something like that like a big city for us so uh it's like whoa it was huge it was amazing watching these people standing in there digging the dirt out around the concrete Mm -hmm. (laughs) seeing all the tunnels very very cool so anyway that was a really good show and then we also did uh we did an activity with the discovering great artists book that we have for review which i'm almost right re- well not quite ready for review i want to do a couple more activities in that you guys have done a couple activities in that right we have yeah that's really it's really cool i like it so far but we did a uh, one on uh, michelangelo and we actually made some uh, fresco paintings so we poured a little bit of plaster into some bowls and let it let it get a little bit hard so that we could actually not hard hard but so it was still wet but it was su- set enough so that we could actually paint without their paintbrushes you know glopping through it right <laughs> and um so they did a little bit of a um kind of ended up looking like a tie-dye because we used liquid watercolors next i think we're going to do it again and try using tempera paints next time to see if it if they can actually make a, like a something that has some kind of a shape to it because <laughs> it just kind of spread <laughs> as soon as they used it but they were really excited about it they they had a lot of fun with it so that was cool and then we read a book about michelangelo it was a picture book about michelangelo by diane stanley it was just called michelangelo i have the link for the show notes and um it was really really interesting i found myself like fascinated it was long it wasn't like a short picture book it had each page had like a lot of words so uh-huh. Tyrion kind of started to lose interest in it but maven was like no read more she was really interest interested in it so um definitely recommend that book that was a really good book so we we got through the entire book like in two days i think because it was long um and uh, fascinated. I learned so much about Michelangelo, so that was very cool. Awesome. Let's see what else. Oh, I'm starting a list of of really good educational videos. Also, I started doing research on that this week um, because I was looking for stuff on China, and then I was looking for stuff on, you know, some of the stuff we're studying in history. And um, I know lots of really, really good science videos, like. Um, nature and nova and you know bill nye the science guy there's tons of great science popular mechanics for kids is an amazing series as well and i was looking for something comparable in history and i wasn't really sure because every time i've done googling for it i hadn't really come up with a whole lot and so i just went to people on one of the groups i'm on on facebook said can you tell me some some good history series so they're throwing all of these things at me so I got, <laughs> i'm starting a list and as soon as i have it compiled on a web page i will post it because um it's it there's some amazing stuff there and through that i ended up uh uh discovering um the link of the week which i'm actually going to talk about later <laughs> but through doing all that re- research i ended up discovering this really cool website so We'll talk about that when we get to our link of the week. Fantastic. Uh, yeah. Let's see. What else? Um, 
Oh, and I found a really good article as well um, this week that I want to put in the, a link to because it was really awesome. It was called Top 5 Parenting Tips That Never Go Out of Style. Did you see when I posted that? I did. It was very, very cool. I'm not going to read through the whole thing, but it was like, listen, um, turn away from the distractions and the noise and tune into them, which is something I have to remind myself of a lot. <laughs> I think we all do. Yeah, remember you're not always right, um, be with them. Anyway, I'm not going to go read them all, but um, put the link in there. But it's, it was like so powerful to me that I actually printed it up and put it on my wall. <laughs> so nice. It was, it was something that I wanted to try to remind myself of, um, the, the, the message that she had in there. So that was really cool. Um, let's see. Today we went on a Simonium Farms field trip which was really cool. It's, it was a, a big um, farm here that has all kinds of fruit. It was like pomegranates and mm. peaches and pears and um, grapes and just all kinds of really yummy fruits and stuff. And they have a pumpkin patch and they have a hayride and they had a haunted caboose and we had a lot of fun. That was really cool to get out of the house and do that today and especially in such fabulous weather. And of course, right. last but not least for this last week, the most <laughs> exciting thing of all is we were interviewed on The Sociable Homeschooler. Yay! Yay! <laughs> we love Vivian McNinney. She did a really fun interview with us on Friday. So that link is in the show notes as well. And if you guys are following us on Facebook, which you should, because that's where all of our information goes. Anytime there's anything going wrong or anything exciting or any notable link that's where it's going to go first is going to be right there on facebook so get on facebook if you're not there yet yes, absolutely <laughs> so anyway that was my week how was your week well, my week was kind of casual as we'll discuss later on mm -hmm. in the show i've been having some <laughs> ongoing medical problems so unfortunately we didn't get nearly as much done in this past week that i wanted to but um we did get a few things done we had um our classes again um with the charter school which was fantastic had a lot of fun with that but sadly there was a book fair going on and Ooh. i am a sucker for a book <laughs> fair it's terrible and what's really funny is as you know the, the the lady who was running the book fair lives next door to me right you know anytime <laughs> i wanted a book all i have to do is text her and i would have the book on my doorstep but no seeing them all out on those racks when they're all <laughs> shiny and pretty with their brightly colored covers just sucks me right in i spent way too much money on books <laughs> it's easy to do it is it is but you know i feel like books are one of those things that it's an important investment you know Oh, absolutely children are more likely to read if there's books in their home that they're interested in and so um i don't think it's money wasted i think it's money well spent oh definitely and just remind me of when i say that i'm out of coffee and i don't have <laughs> money to buy any coffee remind me that i spent all my money on books and that i was happy about it today okay? yes <laughs> will do and also speaking of books last um last week was banned book week Oh, and fun. yes, this is one of those things that I talk about on my blog every year um, because I, it's kind of near and dear to my heart. I was a librarian at one time and I have worked in several libraries over my um, course of working jobs. And actually, I started working at the library when I was in junior high. I um, worked at our local public library in junior high and basically have worked in different libraries on and off ever since. And so it's important. Band Book Week is something that's important for people to know about. And the reason is, and I'm going to go on a little soapbox here. So if you <laughs> want to listen to my soapbox, then um, turn your ears away now. 
I feel like Banned Book Week is actually fairly ridiculous because I believe that um, we should have access, people should have access to whatever they want to read, you know, within reason. I mean, a public library is not going to carry something that's outright pornography. Right. But it's really easy to tell when something is outright pornography and when it isn't. If right. you can, <laughs> you know, so uh, don't, don't come back to me with that argument. And people are like, but what about the children? Think about the children. We must protect the children. Well, I'm sorry, but I pay attention to what my children put, check out of the library, and oh, I would sure. hope that most other parents would. And I don't want a librarian telling my children what they can and can't check out. Right. It's just not acceptable to me. So until we don't have this problem anymore, every year around this time, I will get back up on my soapbox and I will say, come on, people, this is common sense. (laughs) (laughs) I'm not going to tell you what you can't read. You don't tell me what I can't read. And keep an eye on what your children are reading. That's all that's required for anyone for this to all work. (laughs) Sure. (laughs) So, okay, off my soapbox now. (laughs) Um, I had a little bit of a fun thing this week. I was was thinking that I had gotten all of my... Um, ducks in a row and that all my lesson planning was done and everything and so when uh, no Tuesday I go to pull out history and I'm passing out papers and I'm you know getting all the stuff set up because the kids like to color pictures of what we're talking about while I'm reading and so I'm pa- I, I'm passing up a picture of um, the pyramid I'm it's a thing where they can fold up and make a three-dimensional pyramid when they're all done uh-huh. and um I'm, they're working on that, and I go to open my book and realize we're talking about the Indus Valley. Oops. <laughs> <laughs> Wrong country. Wrong country. So <laughs> I let them finish coloring their pyramid, and then I went and quickly found some pictures from that would be more appropriate to Indus Valley. <laughs> but the kids were cracking up. They thought that was the most hilarious thing on the planet, that mom was, was having them color pyramids while talking about, you know, ancient India. So... <laughs> Okay. Anyway, so that was exciting. <laughs> and then um, it was something that you and I talked about today, actually. Um, I have decided to start a new chart for the kids to earn video game time. Up until now, I've been pretty freewheeling with the video game time. As long as, you know, their schoolwork was done and whatever, it didn't really bother me that they played for well, an inordinate amount of time, actually. <laughs> they, they, <laughs> my children play video games for a long time, usually. And um, up until now, I wasn't really bothered by it. But I've noticed lately that we've been having a lot more tantrums and a lot more fits Mm -hmm. um, when being asked to not play video games. And so I have decided to uh, start a new program where the kids have to earn their video game time. And then even if they earn it, they only get two hours a day, which still probably seems like a lot to a lot of people. But Mm -hmm. it doesn't bother me at all. I mean, I play on my computer more than two hours. Oh, sure. So who am I to tell them they can't, you know, have their electronic stuff? So um, I started, I made this really cute checklist and I, I sent a picture of it to Tina because I was so proud of it. <laughs> across, cute. across the top it says, Mom, can I play video games? And it's got pictures from Minecraft on it. <laughs> and it says, did you finish your checklist? And then I have a checklist for each kid, that, what they have to get done. They have to do their schoolwork. They have to read. They have to pick up the living room. You would not believe how many times I come out here and they're playing video games. And on either side of them on, on the couch is just their stuff is stacked up books and pencils and paper and oh, yeah. everything else and you can't sit down because there is nowhere to sit uh, i know it's yeah. take it over the couches <laughs> and then i put the last thing that i put on there was parents choice and the reason is i find that if i try to give my kid a specific chore to do on a specific day it never fails that that chore doesn't need to be done on that day or that i <laughs> or that something comes up and it's not going to get done or whatever and then they're like well i can't do my chore so what do i do so this way, if, if you put parents' choice, you can have them do anything, you know, sure. 
I, I was joking with uh, my husband, Dean. I said, you know, I can make him do jumping jacks. <laughs> I don't have any work for you to do right now. There are no chores for you to do. Please do 20 jumping jacks, <laughs> you know, and that would count under parents' choice. So I, I tend to use that a lot whenever I have to do any kind of, like what Danielle's schoolwork, uh, when we had the chart for her schoolwork on there, it said parent's choice. Because you never, I never knew from day to day what I was going to need her to do that was separate from her reading, writing, and arithmetic, you know? Right. So I highly recommend using a parent's choice <laughs> on any of those things that you use to keep track of what your children are doing. Yeah, that's a good idea. Yeah, my kids usually come to me and, and um, if they've done their chores or there really wasn't anything to do or they can't figure out what to do for extra chores because they've done their main chores and it is a pain in the butt having to kind of walk around and try to figure out what can you do but (laughs) it's been working out for us recently because there's always something clear off the kitchen table or Maven actually surprised me today I should have mentioned this earlier I forgot (laughs) she actually um, before I even got out of bed she was washing dishes (laughs) and I'm like oh my god I have to put her in charge of washing dishes because this is great (laughs) That's amazing. Oh, yeah. She did, like, several loads of dish, like, uh, dish racks of dishes, and then she dried it and put them away and did more and dried it and put away. And I'm like, yes, you get an hour for that. That is so worth an hour. I am happy to give her an hour. There are days when she'll do her chores, then do find some extra stuff, then do more extra. Like, she'll get three, and there have been times when she does her schoolwork, too. She'll even get, like, three or even four hours for the computer it's spaced out throughout the whole day though so i'm totally okay with that and she's done a ton of stuff to get it so i am okay with that as long as she's not interrupting what i need to do because it's my computer that she needs to get on so they still have to um wait for me to say yeah you can get on my computer because like if i'm podcasting or working on a website then they're out of luck exactly (laughs) wait until i'm done so and another reason why i don't want to get uh, another computer because I like that. I like that they have to wait. I think that's good for them. <laughs> I agree. So cool. Well, it sounds like you had a good week. I did. Other than the pain. <laughs> a lot. Other than the pain. But uh, <laughs> I'm trying not to focus on that at the moment. Right. So tell me about your guys' books. Yes. Let's see. The books this week. Well, the kids and I finished Once Upon a Curse, um, which I had mentioned was the third book in the Frog Princess series by Edie Baker wonderful series and this is maven's third time hearing it or reading it uh, my second um and tyran's first <laughs> um so that was really fun it's a funny funny series they're just hysterical we're laughing out loud when we're reading it it's really good um and then we started an anne mccaffrey book which i mentioned last week i believe it's a a gift of dragons it's a, a book of short stories by anne mccaffrey so they are totally into this because it was the first story that we read was about the littlest dragon rider. It's about a, like, I think they're 12. I think all of them have to be 12 before they can become dragon riders. Oh. Or candidates to be dragon riders. So he's like 12, but he's really small. So he gets teased a lot and stuff. So really cute story about the littlest dragon rider. And, um, and Tyrion was just enthralled by it. And, um, and then we moved on to the next story. And he gets mad at me when I stop. <laughs> <laughs> because he's like, it's just getting good, mom. Like every single night, I get that, and I'm like, you know, I'm, I'm, I think that's wonderful that you're so happy. But this 
throwing a fit when I stop thinking, we've got to work on this. <laughs> this is a bit much. But anyway, yeah, the next one's about the girl who could talk to dragons. So that's really exciting. I know Maven's going to particularly love this one. So, awesome. And, you know, Maven is crazy about dragons. Everything is dragons for her. In fact, the uh-huh. pumpkin that she got today, she, used, she decided she didn't want to carve it because I had mentioned that it's still quite a ways to... Halloween, it'll get rotten before Halloween. So she decided she was going to use permanent markers on it. And what did she draw on it? A dragon. A dragon. <laughs> she wrapped a dragon around it. She's really good at drawing dragons, too. It's amazing to me. But um, anyway, so that was the book that we're working on now. We're still working on A Gift of Dragons, which I might add is an ebook that I'm reading to them from my iPhone. Nice. Which is fun. I love that. And Maven, as usual, is ripping her way through books. She did finish. I think I mentioned last week she was almost done with Witch and Wizard, the second Witch and Wizard book called The Gift by James Patterson. She did finish that. I don't remember if it was the next day or whatever, but she doesn't always tell me when she finishes. I just notice when she picks up a new one and I'm like, hey, you got to tell me so I can write that down. Because <laughs> I want to I track all the books that she's reading. So, um, And then I, I had t- uh, told her about the series that I had heard about. I don't even remember why I thought of it again, called The Sisters Eight. Have you heard of this? series it's about octuplets we talked about it didn't we i think so that sounds familiar now but anyway it's about these little girls who are they're seven year olds i thought or i think they're almost eight actually but i didn't know that they were this young and the book was really thin i was actually disappointed i was hoping it was going to be thicker than that but um and i got it for myself because i had heard about it somewhere on the net like years ago maybe not years ago because i don't think they're that old but like a year ago or something so I finally got it from the library. It's called Annie's. The first one is called Annie's Adventures, and it's part of the Sisters Eight series. Um, and I have the link in the show notes. Cool. And she picked it up and immediately just plowed through it. And she said it was cute. Wasn't fabulous like some of the other books that she's read, but she said it was cute. So I'm going to read it too. It looks like a really quick read. So, but it's part of a series, so I'm excited to to see it. These all these girls. Each book, I guess, is about them finding their magic. So they each have some magical gift, and they each book, a different girl finds her magic. Oh, in the beginning of this, this series in this book, the girl's parents disappear, of course. So <laughs> that always happens, right? <laughs> they die or they disappear or whatever. So they have no, their parents are gone, and now they have to find their magic to try and find their parents. And anyway, that's all I know about it. But it looked really cute. The idea of octuplets was fascinating to me. And each girl has their own cat as well. So there's eight girls and eight cats. Nice. <laughs> so, I thought it looked really cute. So anyway, so then she finished that one, started and finished that like in a day. And now she's working on Dragon Rider by Cornelia Funk. Mm-hmm. Have you read any of Cornelia Funk's books? She I have She does the not. Ink Heart books. Oh, oh yes. I'm sorry. Yes. I did. <laughs> I, I'm like, that name sounds so yeah. familiar. Ink Heart. Yes. Ink Heart. Oh my God. That series is so good. Yeah, I have to go back and read it again now that Maven picked up the book and I immediately was like drooling like, oh, I want to read that too. <laughs> I got to go back and get the Ink Heart books because they're so good. At the time when I read them, I thought they were too violent for Maven, but I know she's going on 12 now. I think she can handle Well, she read Harry Potter now, so she can handle Ink Heart. Yeah. <laughs> but they were a bit dark and, and violent for when I first found them. And so I just read them for myself. <laughs> but God, they were so good. I couldn't wait for the next one to come out and, or to come in from the library. So anyway, so she's working on that right now. She just started that um, over the weekend and she hasn't really spent a lot of time on it yet. So she's only just in the beginning of it still. So that should be fun. And I told her I want it next. <laughs> <laughs> and Tiran uh, picked up a really cute book called The High Rise Private Eyes and the Case of the Missing Monkey. 
which is really cute. And he actually read the entire book to me from beginning to end. And it wasn't short either. I mean, for him. So I was very proud of him. I have a cute little picture that I posted of him with his book. (laughs) <laughs> Maven's like, Mom, he's in his underwear. I'm like, I'll get him from the waist up. Exactly. <laughs> that's always the problem, isn't it? <laughs> Kids don't get dressed. <laughs> yeah, that's a problem I have a lot. <laughs> yeah, so, and me, I'm still working on the Chronicles of Pern, which is another short story collection from Anne McCaffrey of the Dragon Riders of Pern series. Still working my way through that. I haven't found as much time re- this last week to read as I had liked and then, and then when I am working on website, web design type stuff, I, I put the Battle Hymn of the Tiger Mother on as well. Which I might add, I'm into the second disc now. And it's starting to kind of, like, I'm really feeling more and more sorry for those girls. <laughs> so I'm like, uh, it's still interesting, but it's starting to get like, oh, uh, uh. <laughs> like, why are you doing this? Because so, I said the first one, I was like, oh, it's pretty good. But yeah, I, and I imagine by the time I get to CD5, I'm going to be like, what the heck? <laughs> <laughs> but again, it's still like a, watching a train wreck. You gotta, can't keep your eyes off, can't stop reading so or listening. <laughs> exactly you gotta finish it yep gotta finish it so it is interesting so anyway glad i'm not a chinese mother <laughs> <laughs> i'm sure your children are too oh God, i'm sure they are <laughs> so what are you guys reading this week well i'm not actually reading anything oh, i am no. yeah i'm not in a position that i can follow a printed word on the page very well right now i i have picked up my books i'm still like i'm still slogging through seed I've picked oh, right. it up a couple of times, but I can I just can't focus on it well enough. And so my reading has fallen to the wayside. It's just necessary reading only. And mm-hmm. uh, Danielle is finishing up the first book of the Emily the Strange series that oh, we right. have gotten. And she's going to be starting on book two, Strange and Stranger, here pretty soon. And she's still enjoying that quite a bit. And Jack who, uh, as we've discussed, Jack is not a reader yet. He is still working on it. But um, at the book fair, he got a book about tanks. <laughs> Usborne book about tanks. And I had talked to our friend about this, and she said that, that Usborne had gotten some complaints that there weren't enough um, books for emerging reader boys, mm-hmm. um, the things that they would be interested in. And so this, this book is one of the books that they came out with to help fill that gap in. Um, oh, my goodness, this boy <laughs> carries the book around the house with him. Oh, funny. <laughs> and he keeps taking it out and having me read pieces and parts of it. And But it's funny because the other night I was laying in bed because I was just, I was in so much pain. I was just laying there. I didn't want to do anything. And he come, brings the book in. He cuddles up with me and he says, Mom, read me this book. And I said, okay. So I start reading this book about tanks. And he goes, oh, no, you read that page already. Oh, no, you read that page already. <laughs> like, he's like, no, no, read these. And he's like wanting me to read the little captions on all the pictures and everything and it was really cute (laughs) so I'm glad to have found a book that he really I mean yes it's about tanks which is you know probably a sad thing but I'm just happy (laughs) he found a book that he's actually interested in what the words in the book say sure because we're you know I haven't had that with him a lot you know I mean he likes books he likes to look at books and everything all nonfiction. But um, having him actually come to me and want me to read something to him as opposed to me going, hey, why don't we sit down and read this book together? Mm -hmm. That's a step forward right there. Oh, yeah, definitely. So that's pretty fantastic. Very exciting. And our book section is much shorter than yours. Oh, well, you know. (laughs) (laughs) That happens. There will probably be days when it will be reversed or weeks when it will be reversed. There you go. (laughs) 
So our links of the week. I am excited to share my link for this week because I just discovered, um, just I think it was yesterday actually. I I was actually I don't even remember what I was doing. I was looking for a video on something and I stumbled across this Monty Python video. Actually, it's a, it, it was a video made of a song by Monty Python about Oliver Cromwell. I was looking for something else and I ended up stumbling across it and it's all about the, uh, a British history and they're singing about Oliver Cromwell who actually we just learned about like two weeks ago. <laughs> so I got to play this for my kids and then I actually dug around and found one that that actually had pictures and not just the lyrics. Um, so I'll put that link in the notes. That wasn't That's not my link of the week though. I just wanted to mention that because that is what led me to this other thing which is called Horrible Histories, um, which a friend of mine actually had told me about months ago, and I just, I bookmarked it, and I never went back to it, and I forgot about it. And I stumbled across, somehow, when I was doing a search for Monty Python, Oliver Cromwell song, one thing leads to another, leads to another, you know? <laughs> then yeah. I found all these Horrible Histories, um, uh, like, music videos on YouTube, and, um, like, plugged in just horrible histories into the search box and found tons of them and they're hysterical <laughs> and I was like oh my gosh I found one that was actually about um, what we just learned about with Charles the first and the and the round heads and the cavaliers and you know it's and you know Charles the first head getting chopped off and which Tyrion is so fascinated by and you know? <laughs> <laughs> so I'm dying to show this to my kids I we didn't think of it today but I'm definitely going to show it to them tomorrow because this is a really it's a funny video it's a music video they're dancing they're singing they're <laughs> it's the round heads and the cavaliers and they're dressed different you know elaborate as they would have been you know the differences in them it was just mm-hmm. the same puritans and the yeah and they're like we're for the king we're against the king it's <laughs> so really cute so i had to go dig up their website which is a really cute website which is horrible histories with a hyphen between horrible and histories.co.uk so i'm putting that in the show notes so you don't have to write that down now don't worry about it but um which is the site that my friend had linked me to months ago and I never went, got around to looking at. So recommend, highly recommend checking that, this out because apparently not only do they have horrible histories, but when you dig around on the website, they also have horrible science, murderous maths, and horrible <laughs> geography, which all sound fascinating. Now, I must, I must put a little disclaimer in here that... Um, like, I don't think I would have shown this to my kids when they were younger. And Tyrion, uh, he's still kind of young. He's only seven. But he is a boy, and boys do have a different tolerance for things. But there is some gore involved here, because that's, like, I think what the appeal of it is for kids is, you know, <laughs> chopped off heads and blood. But it's done in a cartoon format. So normally I would say, oh, I don't like this, but it's history, and history is gory. So, you know... I'm kind of I'm going to kind of play it by ear, but just a warning to those of you who have little ones or sensitive ones or don't want your kids seeing this kind of thing. There there is some gruesome stuff on here, and that's the point, I guess, because I guess yeah. that's what draws a lot of kids in. That's so, it's their interest. Yes, apparently this is really appealing to a lot of kids. So so anyway, um, but it's really <laughs> I was just like cracking up watching some of these videos. So I'm going to dig around on this website some more and see what other cool things I can find on it. But there's games and fun stuff. And, um, you know, they have there's something about a live stage show or something that they're doing. I think that's in Britain, though. Yeah. But, um, yeah. So there's all kinds of cool stuff and you can make e-cards and there's printables and wallpaper. And I say if it gets them into into learning about history, it sounds pretty dang good. Exactly. It sounds like a good thing. Yeah. So for my kids, no matter how much I try to 
you know, make it really interesting and fun. They're not always into it, so I'm thinking this might actually appeal to them. I, well, Tyrion, it probably will. Not so much Maven, because she's really not into any of the gore stuff. But she may like this. I don't know. We'll see. It's, you know, it's not horrible. It's not like... It's cartoon, so, eh, you know. I've kind of mixed feelings on it, but it was just so appealing with the videos that I was like, oh, i got to check this out. So mm. Horrible Histories is my link of the week. What's your link? This week. My link of the week. I'm going with the .co.uk theme. Oh, you it's are. It's not intentional. <laughs> um, my uh, link is activityvillage.co.uk. And what this is, is a place where you can find printables about all sorts of fantastic things. Like last week, I was hunting for a printable of Stonehenge, and I could not find one anywhere. <laughs> and on, I found one on activityvillage.co.uk. And basically, it's a free website. With um, coloring pages, printable uh, puzzles, crafts, games, origami, all sorts of cool things. It is a um, European website, and so um, like I just looked because I was curious, and there is no Columbus Day on here, but there's also no Indigenous Peoples Day, so it's either way. But it does have like Diwali on here. Oh, neat! <laughs> yeah. So, and um, what I really thought was super cool, which I had to share with Tina as soon as I saw it, they have a whole thing for celebrating Steve Irwin Day. I love that. <laughs> November fifteenth is is uh, Steve Irwin Day, and they have coloring pages and puzzles and how to draw Steve Irwin and notebooking pages about Steve Irwin, and all sorts of fantastic things like that. Mm-hmm. And um, it's a great place to find. Um, fun printables and crafts for holidays, things you might need for your lessons, any kind of thing like that, because there's there's fun and educational stuff both on this website. And it's 100% free. Cool. Yes. So it really, I, I highly recommend it for when you're looking for that hard-to-find printable. <laughs> it looks like if you're looking for something British-related, too, because I see Guy Fox has got a whole section here, too. And I yes, he does. Yeah, there's Guy. Yes, definitely. If you're looking for anything... Um, British, and you're going to find it on there for sure. Very cool. So that's my link for this week. Yay! Yay. Very cool. And now a word from our sponsors. This episode of the Savvy Homeschool Moms is brought to you by Moving Beyond the Page, the homeschool curriculum that I use for science, social studies, and language arts. I get to read great books, do creative projects, and learn critical thinking skills. Learn more at www.movingbeyondthepage.com and use the coupon code SAVVYMOMS for free shipping on your next order. Do you remember what it's like to be an adolescent? Postcards from Youth needs youth photographers' images and words to participate in the conversation. If you have children aged 11 to 17, we invite you to have them submit photos they have taken of their surroundings, family, friends, community, interests, and concerns to our website, postcardsfromyouth.com. Okay, now we're going to go ahead and segue right into our homeschool topic for this week. And our homeschool topic this week is homeschooling through illness. And the reason that we chose this homeschooling topic is because, as I'm sure our listeners have uh, got wind of by now, I've been having some medical issues. And um, it's been making it very difficult for me to um, to do the things I need to get done, homeschooling, podcasting, dishes, you know, that sort of thing. <laughs> and um, what it is, is I'm going to be frank with you guys. Um, I 
believe that I have endometriosis. I don't have a diagnosis yet because, of course, everything takes time and tests and steps and referrals and everything else. So I'm in the middle of it right now trying to get a diagnosis. And they can't do anything for me until there is a diagnosis. So I'm sort of just hanging on by my toenails trying to wait it out while the doctors um, decide what they're going to do. And it's been really rough for me. It's been a, there's been a lot of pain and a lot of times that if I'm not in pain, it's because I'm on medication and um, the medication doesn't make it real easy for me to make sentences, much less make sense. <laughs> so on the days that I'm in severe pain or on medication, we can't record the podcast, which is why we've had some delays on recording the podcast lately. And um, I really appreciate all of you guys who have stuck with us and who have, um, you know, sent uh, kind words. I really appreciate all of that. And so I thought now would be a good time to talk about how one can homeschool through an illness. And now I don't mean it it doesn't have to be um, an illness like what I have. It could just be like Tina had mentioned, a a flu that hangs around for a really long time or pregnancy. Sometimes when women get pregnant, they're you know, not up to snuff. Some women I know, they get pregnant and they're like super women. They can still do everything they did. (laughs) And some women, they have a little bit of a harder time with it. I know with my first pregnancy, I'm so glad that was my first child because had I been that sick with these ones running around, I don't know what I would have done. Mm -hmm. Yeah, some people vomit the entire nine months. Exactly. I was one of those with my first pregnancy. So (laughs) it's rough. I understand and we understand. And so we wanted to talk to you that it, there are ways to deal with this and get through it. And um, I put together a list of useful tips. I actually based them on a blog post that I found at a website called Ben and Me, which I will um, up, uh, add to the show notes for you guys. And I kind of rewrote them a little bit um, because Ben and Me, it, was, it is a religious blog. And so um, a lot of it, you know, of course, referred to relying on God. And so um, I edited it a bit to make it um, fit better with my life. But I have to say, these tips are all fantastic one way or the other. So so, um, here are the useful tips that that I came across. Um, The first and foremost was to be honest with your children. And this one was really super hard for me because my daughter is very empathetic and she spends a great deal of time wanting to help me. And I don't want her to worry about me all the time. Um, so I try, I don't always tell them what's going on all of the time. So they don't always understand why mommy is snappy or why mommy is staying in her room as opposed to being out playing with them. So I guess in a way it's better for them to know what's going on. So at least they don't think that they've done something wrong that makes right. you feel the way you are. Mm-hmm. Um, and also I think with, if I can get better at sharing with them what's going on, they'll be more willing to do more things to help me. I know my daughter would do anything to help me. I mean, anything that she could possibly do in her power, she'll do. But if she doesn't know that I'm hurting or she doesn't know that there's a problem, then she can't really do that. Right. So be honest with your children. Uh, Number two is know your limitations. Um, This is another really hard one for me. I hate not being able to do everything that needs to get done. I feel like um, I only have the the one job. (laughs) And if I can't get that done, you know, how sad is that? Uh, And... um, it causes me a lot more stress and a lot more pain if I'm not able to get done what I need to get done. And I know in my brain that my husband and my children are able to do these things, but in my heart, it's hard for me to let go of it and let Mm -hmm. them do it because, well, let's be honest, they don't do it the way I do it. (laughs) 
and I kind of like things to be done the way I do them. <laughs> um, and so that's kind of a control issue for me, <laughs> letting go of things and letting things get done the way they get done. As long as, you know, as long as the dishes are clean, does it really matter? Or as long as the laundry gets folded and put away, does it really matter if the shirts are folded in thirds or in half? Yeah, see, it's, <laughs> it's all stuff I'm working on. And like I said, this is, you know, I, I, I'm not saying these things because I'm an expert on it. I'm saying these things because these are the things I'm working on in myself. And that um, hopefully if there's other moms out there, they'll be able to understand that, that you know, you're not going to get it perfect all the time. But as long as you're trying. Right. That's what's important. So um, number three, don't overextend yourself. And that's something I'm doing better on. <laughs> I, um, we started out this school year with the kids were signed up for a whole bunch of field trips and a whole lot of things to do. And I finally came to a point that I had to say, we're not going to be able to do all of these things. Um, and it, it's hard because I want my children to be able to do these things. I want them to go and do these field trips like Simonian Farms this morning and, think, and the Amtrak trip next week. Mm-hmm. You know, I want to be able to do all of those things. But, you know, when it's hard enough to get out of bed and put on a pair of pants, you know, yeah. it, it's hard to even think about getting out the door and going to, you know, a pumpkin patch. Right. Um, and these things will happen for them. You know, they will get these things. Maybe not today. But at some point, you know, we'll get them done. And um, I know they're sad that their friends are, you know, going and getting to do all these things and they're stuck at home with me. But I try to constantly remind them it won't always be this way. Right. And that, that's one of the things that I remind them of all the time. It won't always be this way. Right now, we're just in limbo because we're waiting. But once right. there's a plan in place and once we start getting this, you know, treated, then things will get better. Right. Okay. Uh, number four, have a backup plan. And this is also another thing I'm working on because I honestly, when this first started, I just assumed it would get better. That um, it, it wasn't, and it, it has gotten progressively worse every month. But I actually, you know, um, I actually thought that it would get better and that it, um, it would just go away or that it would stay within the parameters of a certain time of the month, meaning I could mark on my calendar, this is when I'm going to have my problem so I can schedule lightly here. And then as long as I, you know, schedule a little heavier on the days that I'm not having the pain, then I'll be fine. I'll be able to keep up everything. But that's also not how it's working out. Right. Unfortunately, it seems like the pain comes whenever it wants to, hangs around as long as it wants to, and leaves whenever it darn well feels like it. <laughs> and um, that's rough. And I didn't plan. Uh, I didn't make um, contingency plans. And so I need to start getting stuff set up to fill in the gaps when I'm physically just not able to get up and do the work. One of the things that I have been doing is passing off more things to Dean. Um, Dean is a fantastic and patient teacher with the children. And um, as long as I have the lesson plans done and he knows what he needs to do, he's actually pretty good at it. <laughs> so um, I need to make more use of that. I also need to make more use of the children learning to work on their own a little bit. Um, my children don't work on their own. I sit at the table with them from the time we start school and the time, till the time we finish school. Um, and I sit on their heads and make sure they get it done. (laughs) And I need to back off a little bit. I need to make it so that they can um, have some, you know, responsibility for their own stuff and making sure it gets done. And I think this chart that I've made for the video game thing will go a long way toward that. And um, another thing that I was looking at for a backup plan is I was going to, looking at getting some lap desks. Mm -hmm. Because I was thinking if I had a couple of lap desks, we could all sit on my bed and work. 
Oh, yeah. Hope it gets it on the couch and work. Because I tell you what, there are some days when my kitchen table looks like the stretcher from Torquemada, you know? I mean, <laughs> it's like the Spanish Inquisition in my kitchen because that, you know, sitting at that table just causes so much pain. And so I'm thinking that if I had a way that I could school either from my bed or from my couch where I can set myself up in a much more comfortable position, then we might be able to get more done that way as well. So those are some things I'm working on for my backup plan. So number five, make room in your schedule for days when you just can't do it. And I was a lot better at this at the old charter school, um, but with the new forms that that Tina gave me to keep track of stuff here, it's really hard for me to have a day that goes by that I don't write anything down in one of those little boxes. Oh, I know. Um, The old charter school, I was only required to write down one thing that we did every day, (laughs) just one subject. So it made it a lot easier because, you know, if I wasn't feeling it, at least we could do one math worksheet, you know. Or you could stretch that schedule so it's for the entire week. Uh, That's what I've been thinking of doing, actually. Because it is overwhelming to see we didn't do something every day. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm considering it. If you figure out a good way to do that, you share it with me. Sure, I will. Really need that right now. Yeah, no, I need that right now too because I'm looking at the same thing with lots of empty spaces going, ugh. <laughs> yes. um, uh, number six, don't be too lofty in your goals. And this one is one that I'm putting into play right now. Um, I want to teach my children art. I want to teach my children uh, American Sign Language. I want to teach my children all of these things. But at this point, I'm lucky if I get the basics done. And so um, I have to look at, is it more important, you know, that they get their multiplication tables done or that they, um, you know, know how to sign, I live in an apartment. (laughs) (laughs) And right at this point, I think the multiplication tables take precedence. And um, with a lot of things, um, the art and those sorts of things, they actually can do that on their own. And they do do that on their own. My children both are, my daughter especially, but Jack too, in a way, is is really starting to get more into art and creating. And so they can do those sorts of things on their own and not during school time. Um, So I'm focusing now on, you know, the main subjects and just getting those done every day. And now this one is the one that I'm absolutely the worst at, but I bet you every single mom that's listening right now probably is too. And that's take (laughs) care of yourself every day. I do not take care of myself every day. I take care of everyone else before I take care of me. And I'm very bad at that, and I need to get better at it. Like, um, for example, on Friday, um, I was in a lot of pain, and I took a pill, not thinking anything of it. And about an hour later, I was um, really, really sick to my stomach. And I couldn't figure out why, and I couldn't figure out why. And I realized I had fed everybody else breakfast, (sighs) forgotten to eat anything myself. And then I took the Vicodin on an empty stomach, <laughs> Whoops! which is always a bad thing. Um, and so taking time to take care of yourself, it isn't just, a, it isn't a selfish thing. You can't take care of everyone else if you don't take care of yourself, you know? Sure. I find that if I push myself on a day, like I probably pushed myself a little far today trying to get the, trying to get all the laundry done that's been piling up. The next day, I am 10 times worse. Yep. You know, um, when you have migraines, I know you have migraines. Mm-hmm. I know I have migraines. If I don't give myself the time that I need to get over it, I have a rebound migraine the next day. Thanks. So then I'm down two days with a migraine as opposed to just maybe three quarters of a day. Mm-hmm. And um, I, I am getting better at telling the kids that I need to rest. Um, and sometimes that means I lay down on the couch and they just play Harry Potter, you know, on the Xbox around me, you know, <laughs> which is fine. They're, you know, they're, they're very good at letting mommy rest. Um, I do have to say, though, I, I fell asleep sitting up the other day on the couch. 
and um, I woke up to the most odd feeling. My son was in the computer chair behind me, and he was individually pulling hairs <laughs> on my head. What? <laughs> it, like, at first, it had like worked its way into my dream, and there was a bird <laughs> pecking at my head in my dream. And then when I woke up, I realized it was Jack pulling my hair. <laughs> it was really bizarre. Oh, but my goodness. Other than that, the children are very good at letting me rest when I need to rest. <laughs> Those odd moments. <laughs> I know, right? It's like when your your alarm clock works into your dream. I hate yep. it when that happens. Yep. Um, okay, number eight. Ask for help when you need it. I have great friends, all of whom want to see me happy and healthy again. And I am so bad at asking them for help with anything. Mm-hmm. But you can attest to the fact I sent out a mass email the other day or a mass text message the other day because I needed a babysitter yep. for when I had a doctor's appointment. And um, you replied back and Tiffany replied back <laughs> and Cindy replied back. Everybody was That's like, funny. you know, uh, but by then I had already said babysitter required. And thank you, Tina. I really <laughs> appreciate the fact you're going to take care of my kids for me. <laughs> of course. Well, it's not really babysitting. They're just, it's a play date. <laughs> yeah, it's a play date. Right. They're not really babies anymore. Right. <laughs> But I appreciate it. And I, I'm very bad at asking for help when I need help. So I, I'm trying to work on that a little bit more as well. Um, I'm trying to plan for the future. I know that the, that when this diagnosis finally comes through, there's going to be some times that I am just not going to be able to do it. So I'm going to have to call on some grandmas and, and that kind of thing to, you know, call on the reinforcements to help out. But mm-hmm. hopefully by the time that comes around, I'll be better at asking for help. <laughs> That's hard. Yes, it is. And the last one I think is the most important of all of them. Know that sending them to school is not always the best option. (laughs) I put this on the list and then I put this, 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 because this is what people need to know. So many people wonder why, if I'm in so much pain, why am I doing this to myself? Why not bundle the kids off to public school? And the reason is because that's not what we've chosen for our family. This is a temporary setback, and I know we're going to get past it. And I don't want to make any drastic decisions based on a temporary situation. Right. Um, You know, but that's me, and that's my family. We know that that's not what we want to do. And so we'll do what we have to do to get past this and to get through this and still stay a homeschooling family. Now, um, that's our family. But... The choice may be right for your family to send your children to school. We have a friend who had a medical issue, and she sent her daughter to public school because of it, and she's actually blossomed. (laughs) It seems like she's doing really quite well at public school, and that's the decision that they made for their family, and that works for them. So make the decision that works for your family, not the decision that people try to pressure you into making. Sure. Well-meaning family and friends are going to say to you, you know, you could just send them to school. You can just let them go to public school. They'll be fine. And if that's not what's right for you and your family and what's right in your heart, that's going to make it harder for you to deal with what you have to. And it just opens up a whole nother set of issues, too. Exactly. Exactly. Because even if they do well in school, there's still issues. (laughs) Getting up, getting them yeah. to school. That's a whole heck work. of a lot more stress. Yeah, to me, getting up regularly, getting them dressed regularly, getting them f- their lunches packed regularly is way too much. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> so don't let other people pressure you into a decision that may not work any better for your family than what you have now. And know that, you know, if yours isn't a temporary situation for one reason or another, that there are ways to get through it and to still be able to do what needs to be done to homeschool your children. Right. Okay. 
I think that's everything I had to talk about on the subject. Yep. And I think that's everything we had for the show. I think so. All right. So, if you like our show, please leave us a review on iTunes and tell your friends all about us. You can follow us on Twitter at Savvy Homeschool, on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash Savvy Homeschool Moms, on Pinterest at pinterest.com forward slash Savvy Homeschool, and we're on Instagram, Savvy Homeschool Moms. To leave us a voicemail message with your questions or comments, call 559-426-6670. Somebody call us, please. We've never please. gotten a call yet. Not a single one. <laughs> or drop us an email at moms at SavvyHomeschoolMoms.com. For links to all the resources we shared in this episode and to view notes on all of our shows, you can visit us on the web at SavvyHomeschoolMoms.com. You can also find Becky on the web at BeckyTatro.com. And I can be found at HomeschoolRealm.com. And the links for those are also on the Savvy Homeschool Moms website on our About pages. Well, goodbye, everybody. Have a fun week. Come back and take a break with us again next week. Yep. Bye-bye. Bye. It was called Top Fen. Top Fen. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> All right, then. <laughs> A uh, early reader book called The High Rise Pirate of uh, Pirates. <laughs> Take two. <laughs> there we go. Ow. Whoa, what was that? That was me. I just <laughs> poked myself in the brain with my nose ring. <laughs> it sounded like, like, a, like an animal. <laughs>